Bang bang! Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel, the best in sports betting advice. You sign up to Bet with Joel, you pick your package, whatever's most affordable to you, whatever makes the most sense to you, and he's gonna send you all the information. What information, Clay? I'll tell you. He's gonna tell you which bet to take. So he's gonna do all the research and figure out which bet is a good bet for the day, which bookmaker he thinks he can uh, exploit. You understand? So, you know, no hashtag me too or nothing like that, but he's gonna really exploit these motherfuckers. If he thinks, you know, the line's at 17.5 and he thinks it should be like 13.5, he's like, shit, we really got this. You understand? So he, he'll send you what bet to take, which bookmaker it's at, um, how much of your bankroll to bet, okay? So bankroll management is a big thing here. He doesn't want you to go broke. So he's gonna tell you how much of your bankroll to bet on each bet. And he's gonna tell you why he thinks he's got the edge on the bookmaker for that bet. You tell me how much more information you need, bro. What do you work at a fucking library? Get your shit together, bro. Betwithjoel.com slash ref, that's R-E-F, slash welcome to the potty. And to promo code potty exclusive 50, that's potty exclusive. Sorry, I got some got wet mouth there. Potty exclusive 5050 for 50% off your first week subscription. Uh Dude, he offers like he offers like a a refund or something if the first month doesn't operate um, at a at a win. Dude, this shit is this shit is unreal. This is this is where you want to make your supplementary income, bro. All right, bet with he's just released a new package. Um, I won't go into more detail because I'm not actually sure if I'm allowed to, to talk about it yet. So, um. Yeah, dude, he's got all this shit, AFL package, global package, bronze, silver, gold, black packages. Dude, get get in there, have a look. Betwithjoel.com slash welcome, no, betwithjoel.com slash ref, that's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty, enter promo code potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week subscription. Welcome to the potty is also brought to you by Phoenix Fitness, that's FNX Fitness. You need any supplements, dude. You need some protein, creatine, fish oil, you know, vitamins, things like that. Things that make your body work gooder, you know? You go you go to the link in the episode description or the link in bio, enter promo code PODY, P-O-D-D-Y in uh, all caps, and you will get 15% off any order, any order. So go on there. You want to you get shredded, brother? We're nearing the end of winter, going into that warm weather. You want your body looking real proper on the beach. You know, you want those abs underneath your, your titties or your or your middies, your man titties. You go you go to Phoenix Fitness and you sort your shit out. Episode description, the link, uh, the link's sitting there and the link's also in the uh, Instagram, the Welcome to Potty Instagram um, bio there. If you want to support Welcome to the Potty directly, you can just go to the Welcome to the Potty store at welcometothepotty.com slash store. You can buy yourself a butter soft t-shirt. Dude, these these t-shirts are so soft. I just Sometimes I just use them to clean my sunglasses with. You understand me? And uh, we've also got our very own bung bung coffee beans, dude. These shits are delicious. Listen, listen to this. Mmm. That's a good motherfucking bean, bruh. Get your shit together. Welcome to the potty.com slash store. 5% of all proceeds go to a different charity each month. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Away. 
Welcome to the potty, bung bung! It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI of podcasts and the captain, the fucking, you know, Dr. Fauci of podcasting, bruh. We're still in this thing, dude. We're still in this thing. Coronavirus, bruh. Coronavirus. You know? Still happening. I'm fucking sick of it, dude. I'm not sick of it in terms of my, you know, my life's back to normal. I'm in Adelaide, South Australia, and <clears throat> we, you know, we followed the rules and we got rid of that shit. We got rid of that shit. So, you know, we're out here just living. You know, shit's open. You can go, you can go eat meals. You can go do drinks. I think the only thing that you are not able to do is do dancing because, you know, people, you know, people do spit swapping and, you know, dance, dance floor finger blasting and shit like that. So, uh, they've, they've canceled dancing, dude. It's like, we're living in fucking footloose, bro. (laughs) We're living in fucking footloose, bro. Dancing, dancing's illegal, bro. Isn't that, isn't that the wildest premise for a movie, dude? Is it Footloose? Yeah. The town, the town's like shut down dancing. So they go to secret, secret dances in warehouses and shit. I don't know, bro. That's a wild fucking premise, dude. Wild premise. But I didn't come here today to talk about Footloose. Um, I'm just wondering straight up. The mask shit, all right? I believe in it. It's, you know, it's science. People are arguing it. You're supposed to, um, you know, you're supposed to wear one. Not in South Australia so much. You don't really need to anymore. But, you know, Melbourne is like, you want to get a coffee, bro? You got to wear a mask. And it's like, okay, well, how am I supposed to drink my coffee, you know? But let's keep it moving. Sometimes I see people driving with masks on, bro. Now think about this. Think about this for a second. If you're not in the car with another individual, bro, what are you, what are you doing? You know, like you can't save yourself from yourself, bro. If you're breathing inside the mask, you breathe like, you know, it's there. It's right there. It doesn't matter if you spread it inside your car to yourself. Right? Like, I understand the mask is like, it doesn't save you. It stops you from spreading it to other places. It, it, it drops the chances by, you know, a, a, a percentage, bro. I'm not a fucking scientist. I am the Dr. Fauci of podcasts. I'm also the PhD of podcasting, bro. I got a double PhD, one in podcasting and obviously one in, you know, um, you know, pandemics or something, whatever Dr. Fauci is. See, um, CDC. I got a CDC PhD. You feel me? Um, but yeah, yeah, I think, right. I guess you can see this from two angles. One, if you wear a mask in a car, you're, you're actually a dead set idiot, you know, straight up. Or maybe you're busy. Maybe you're busy. You're in and out of the car all day. Maybe you're a delivery driver, right? You're in and out of that bitch all day. So like one, you don't want, you know, you don't want to breathe on someone's packages. Okay. No. Okay. Let's not go delivery driver. Let's go normal person. Normal person driving. Maybe that person's busy that day. They've got to get gas. They've got to go to the grocery store. They've got to go to the butcher, the green grocer. 
you know, the vet, maybe even the doctor, you know, they got to go see, you know, see Grammy, you know, they got to take the dog for a walk. They got, um, you know, they've, they've got gardening to do at a friend's place that actually lives, you know, a couple suburbs over vacuuming, you know, they, you know, they're doing, they're doing things. They're on the move, you know, candy shop. They're going to the candy shop. They're going to the, uh, you know, the tailor, they're getting a custom made, you know, bomber jacket, you know, they're going to go, they're going to go down to the Harley Davidson store and say, you know, I'm thinking of getting a bike, motorcycle, not bike, not a bike, not a bicycle, you know, so they're doing a lot of shit that day. Maybe they don't want to just keep putting their mask on and off, on and off, on and off. And that's why they're driving. But you know what? That's only, that's benefit out of the doubt talking because there's a lot of fucking, our words out there, dude. Retards. You know, rain mans. There's a lot of rain mans out there, bruh. And I'm I'm strictly speaking like straight up fools, dude. I'm not even talking about actual, you know, intellectually, um, you know, underdeveloped people or whatever. I'm talking about fuckwits. That's what I'm talking about. Real F words. And when you think of the F words, sometimes you think of, you know, a homosexual slur, but I'm talking about real fuckwits, dude. Driving around, just not really knowing much about science, you know, they didn't watch Breaking Bad or nothing like that. So they're sort of just like driving by themselves with a mask on and really all they're doing is like not much, you know, unless they're Asian, dude. And people, you know, people... You know, people are racist, dude, particularly in the United States of America and, uh, and, and Australia. Okay. And people see, uh, see, see Asians walking around with their masks on and shit and, and start saying like, oh, what the, what the fuck is that cunt wearing that for, man? You know, or, or now what the fuck is that motherfucker wearing a mask for in my hometown and, and shit like that. Right. Things like that, you know, variations of that. But now, now we know, dude, dude, there's bro. Science told me I was speaking to science the other day and science told me that there's been a reduction in flu and, and like with COVID and it's like, yeah, well, common sense, dude, I'm no scientist. I do have a PhD in podcasting, but I'm no scientist, but yeah, if, if coronavirus is three times as dead as catch as, uh, fuck. Um, what's it called, uh, when you have a disease and people can catch it, everyone's screaming at their radios right now or at their phones or whatever they're listening to this radios. Who, what the fuck is this 1946? Um, uh, you know, it's highly contagious, you know, but that's not, I don't even think that's the word that I was looking for, but let's just go with contagious. Um, if coronavirus is three times more contagious, or more than that, than the flu, yeah, it's going to be more coronavirus. And if we're all scared of coronavirus and we're being hygienic for once, you know, we're not just sticking our fingers in our dots and then walking out the house without without washing our hands and shit, you know, we're actually consciously washing our hands and doing sanitizer and doing face masks and gloves and all types of wild shit, you know, not shaking hands, not picking our noses and, you know, wiping it, you know, on the bottom of a of a coffee table or whatever. You know, we're all thinking about each other. So yeah, flu's going to go down and coronavirus is going to go up. It's too contagious, dude. 
So that's science. But like, do you think, was Mike Jackson ahead of the game or was he just trying to cover his fucked up nose? You know, did he, because you know, he had his doctor, right? His doctor killed him or something, right? Giving him too much meds. His doctor, he had like a live-in doctor, okay? So did this man know about Corona, do you think? Is this the new conspiracy? You know, Mike Jack was ahead of the game, but was he copying the Asians? Did he do a tour in China and they told him? He did a, he did a tour, stopped, stopped off at Wuhan wet markets, you know? And someone gave him some info. Because I am a big fan, right? And I tell you a big secret to show my devotion and my fanship. You know, and that's more Japanese really than Chinese, but you get you get the drift. And then this dude tells MJ, like, look, you're gonna want to start wearing a mask, bro, and you can use your fucked up nose as a maybe an excuse, you know? So Mike Jack walking around, he's trying to survive. He's trying to be ahead of the game. But then his fucking doctor, you know, he gets a dog to live in with him. He's like, I need medicine. I need to not get this coronavirus. And his doctor's like, yo, I got just the thing for you. Now, it's quite easy to overdose on this shit. But since I'm a professional live-in doctor, I'll get you addicted to it first. So, you know, so that you got a bit of a baseline level. And then, rah, rah. We'll pump you full of this shit. Lo and behold, the Chinese fan didn't tell the doctor about what, you know, what the cure and stuff was of coronavirus. And this doctor's just shooting Michael Jackson full of God knows what, you know. Now, Michael Jackson's dead. He has the biggest funeral of all time. You know, who's going to take care of bubbles? And, you know, people now people are releasing posthumous documentaries, wanting him to be guilty. It's like, how much how much more can you do to this man? He's dead. You can't lock him up. I'm going to listen to his music, dude. He did a thriller. You know? Maybe, yeah, maybe he's a, you know, maybe he taught, he diddles. Maybe he does diddling, but, you know, R. Kelly did some wild shit, but he, bro, he still did I Believe I Can Fly, bro. Have you seen Space Jam? Are you kidding me? Good Lord. Space Jam, bro. Think about that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to listen to, uh, yeah, I'm going to listen to R. Kelly, dude. Honestly, I can separate the man from the music. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, dude. His posture's terrible. But yeah, he's got some bangers out there, dude. Ignition Remix? Oh my God. What? Tell me, hey, tell me you weren't out there with Ignition, dude. Oh my God. Dude, I've partied to Ignition in probably four countries and God knows how many cities, dude. Ignition? Man. Man, I might have even... I might have even met Lakshi on Ignition, dude. Remember... remember, Shit, I don't even remember if I told you guys about Lakshi. If I did, it would have been a long time ago. uh, In in the archives. And I, you know, I might just go... I might travel back. I might go back in time and tell you guys about Lakshi right now. So you guys... You guys understand we do a... We do a boys trip to Mel Melbourne. Melbourne. Americans call it Mel Melbourne. Melbourne? It's Melbourne, dude. And um 
Chris D'Elia, recently cancelled Chris D'Elia. He, he did Australia tour and I listened to his podcast while he was still doing it. And he was talking about Melbourne and he actually calls it Melbourne. And I was like, much respect, dude, you know, not for, you know, not for, uh, you know, being a predator, but mostly for the way you pronounce Melbourne. I digress. Anyway, we do, we do a Melbourne trip. Melbsy, we call it Melbsy, where the Z boys, I've got a Z tatted on my chest. I don't really, I've got it tatted on my neck. Okay. Z for Z boy gang shit. Okay. One year we're at this club, um, CQ. Okay. And I see this, this beautiful little, um, Asian girl, right? And I'm trying to figure out which part of Asia she's from. And I, I don't know much about geography. Okay. So I go up to her and I'm like, what's, what's good. Um, and she's not, you know, not much English dude. And I figured out she's from Sri Lanka, figured it out later, Sri Lanka, but she, bro, I go up to introduce myself. When I introduce myself, you know what she says? Cigarette? Cigarette? I was like, fuck yeah, cigarette. I didn't smoke. Okay? I didn't smoke, but I smoked this night. This was my in. This was my in with a person that doesn't speak English. I say no, and I've got to go. You understand? So I'm I'm like, yeah, all the time. I don't have any on me, but can I have one of yours? Bang, bang. I'm sitting down with a fucking Marlboro. And see, and that's the hardest brand. That's the hardest brand to say. Marlboro, Marlboro. You know, I don't really know what, what that is that I'm supposed to be really, you know, talking about. But anyway, it's, um, we're sitting there, we're sitting there together, smoking, talking. We made, we made, um, lips. We made lips touch, face lips. Kiss, interlocked lips, tongue, a little bit of tongue touching and body feels. But it was in public, so not not really anything else other than that. Um, and dancing was allowed back then. Dancing was allowed back then. This was not a footloose situation. But me, I'm not much of a dancer. Now, I can move. Now, I can move, dude. Like, you you see, you see um, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, she always has little kids that can dance and shit come on her show. And let me be honest with you. I've got more coordination than a four-year-old, bro. And I can fucking bust it. All right. But here's my problem. I'm six, seven. I'm six feet, seven inches tall. The tallest guy on the dance floor. I feel like it's too many eyes on me. I feel like very self-conscious. So I don't do much dancing unless I'm blackout. You feel me? So, so I did more cigarette smoking that night and just, you know, you know, just doing Doing real, you know, talking with our mouths touching, you know? So that was, that was like she, and that was really, that was really how it all started. The, that was the really how, how the cigarette smoking started. Well, no, I remember my first ever, um, puff of a cigarette. I think I was maybe in seventh grade. Sixth grade, I was in sixth grade because I, I walked by this um, this park. Uh, I forgot what street it's on. Stanley Street. It's on Stanley Street Park, right? I went past there and I see this kid, Ryan. 
Yeah, I'll say his last name, Cahill. Ryan Cahill was there with his bike and I went over. I was on my bike and I went over and I was like, oh, what's good, man? Like, And he's like, do you smoke? And I was nervous. I was nervous. He was older than me. I didn't want to be uncool. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you don't, dude, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to smoke if you don't want to smoke. And I was like, I smoke, dude, shit. And I took that cigarette and I, they call it a butt suck. That's when you just, um, you know, you suck on the end of it. No Bruno. And um, you don't inhale it to your lungs. You just hold the smoke in your mouth. And then you, you blow it out. It's kind of like cigar, what cigar smokers do, but I deal with cigarette. And you do it with cigars because there's, there's different flavors. There's different, you know, smoothness of the drag, of the smoke. It's different. Cigarettes is just, it tastes like poison and you just got poison in there touching your teeth and your tongue and your cheeks. Tongue and cheek. Um, and that's what I did. I butt sucked that one, blew that out. That was my first ever puff. I didn't have another real puff of a cigarette for probably, I would say, oh, 15 years after that. I wasn't really into cigarettes. I did, I did um, marijuana, but not really doing lots of cigarettes. I was an athlete, you know, and I didn't think marijuana was that harmful, really. I was, I was ahead of the game, really, to be honest with you. I was ahead of the game with that. You know, I was ahead of the CDC. I was ahead of Dr. Fauci and all those motherfuckers, bro, with weed. I was doing that shit and I was still banging on motherfuckers. You understand me? I was going left sometimes, rising up off my right foot. So that's, you know, the magic of marijuana. Um, But yeah, then... Then, so I don't remember how old I was when I met, like, she, I reckon definitely, like, around 19 or 20. So maybe it wasn't 15 years before I had a cigarette. Maybe that was, like, maybe that was about nine years. And then, and then um, I took a few years off. And then the pub crawl kind of tradition started whenever I came home from college or wherever I was, I would do a pub crawl. That was a tradition. So we did that and um, had a lot of friends that did did cigarette smoking. And sometimes I wanted to be outside with them. And they'd, they'd be doing smoking and I'd, I'd just be like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. I'll have one while I'm out here talking to you guys. And then that became the thing was I'd smoke on um, pub crawls. Then it turned into, you know, I'll smoke every single time I drink, which means, you know, probably once every week, once every weekend, Fridays. And then, then Saturdays, it turned into Saturdays. Um, yeah, every time it turned into every time I drink. And then like, if you go on a bender, you know, you go on Scott's, um, Bucks show, which was like four days, you know, I had to have a couple packets on my hip. Um, you know, Melbsy, Melbsy now. That's, you know, that's definitely, I'm getting through a pack. So probably one every year, I go through one pack. And then on that pack, I do do that on one weekend. So that's, that's really my smoking career. Um, if you guys, if you guys care, because I was the, I was the social smoker and then I was the social anti-social smoker. So I would, I really would smoke so I could go out and talk to people and talk to Lakshi, talk to my friends that did smoking. And then. 
then I really, I really turned into like, um, oh, no one here is smoking. It'd be really nice to have a cigarette to get the fuck away from everyone for a minute. You understand me? So that's, that's really kind of what it turned into. And then now I just don't really do it. And then when, when I do Melbsy, that's just more of a tradition is to get, you know, suck down some, suck down some fags on the weekend. And that, you know, if someone isolates that clip, you know, that's probably, that's probably like, that's basically me coming out really what, what that sentence was just then, man. And then when you smoke cigarettes, you get extra lit. You can black out much quicker on a cigarette. Hold on. Let me have some more of this bung bung bean, dude. Welcome to the potty.com slash store. Fuck. Yeah, that's good. Smooth, man. Smooth. Dude, this coffee tastes like if the welcome to the potty butter soft unsourced t-shirt was a, was a beverage, dude. That's how smooth this shit is. Just softly going down my gullet. Um, yeah, you get extra lit off a cigarette, dude. Extra lit. And that's when, dude, that's when the bedwetting returned, I reckon. When I started getting back on the, on the bones, dude, on the Lucy's. <laughs> I got on the Lucy's, bro, the lawless. Lucy Lawless. I got on the Lucy's, bro. And then, um, you know, I would get so lit. And sometimes, you know, maybe have an accident in my own bed or even on the hotel floor once. And, or well, twice in the same night. And then, you know, I think I, I got my heart broken. And I think I regressed, dude. I think, and then every time I would like, I, would, I started wet in the bed like every time I drank, dude, almost. God. And I think that was, you know, psychological slash, like just heavy on the darts. And then I haven't been, I haven't been on the darts since the last time I did a, you know, did a urine, uh, sleep urine. And, um, I haven't done it since. So I think maybe cigarettes has something to do with that. We'll find out next Melbsy, but next Melbsy might not be for a long time. Melbourne's still on, you know, shutdown coronavirus. We're back, and that's full circle coronavirus. I should end this episode here at 26 minutes because we've already done a full circle, but let's see if we can do a fucking figure eight. Um, shit, what else was I going to talk about today? Shit. I don't even fucking know. Let's, um, let's get into the news then. Everybody knows that Kanye West is uh, allegedly running for president. He had his first presidential campaign. I don't know what city it was in. I don't know where it was. He was wearing a bulletproof vest. Bulletproof West, you know. And he's up there talking wild shit. He's talking about how Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves. And shit, so he's definitely, you know, he's definitely on that fucking grey skies or some shit, but he's really out there tripping, bruh. And his medical treating team and family are really just letting this dude do this shit. And check this out. Kim comes out with a statement because everyone's like, hey, your husband's out here wiling, right? And she comes out with a statement and says like, oh, he's, you know, bipolar and, you know, his mother passed away. Yep. Guess what? Not 
the only one. Oh, and oh, this is just part of his brilliance and shit. Oh, okay. So you're enabling his behavior. Cool. That's that's definitely really good for him. And also then she she says the family really doesn't have any control over anyone who's not a minor. Hey, guess what? That's your husband. You need to... Did I just... Did I just go to New Zealand? You need to, bro. You need to fucking stop fucking up the bandwidth bin. No, she... Like, you need to take some type of... Something. You need to really get in there and get shit popping or something. Because your, your husband's out there really, really looking fucked up. He started crying and shit about how he almost aborted North. The nigga called his daughter Northwest. So, like, you need to think about what kind of level he's on. This nigga's naming his kids directions, bro. So, um, let me just finish this bung bung bean. Oh. Oh, man. Man, that's a good bean, dude. Mmm. Oh, welcome to the potty.com slash store. Free shipping. Enter promo code PODSHIP. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, like Kim, like get your shit together, right? Then Kanye goes on a Twitter rant talking about, he called, he called fucking Chris Jenner, Chris Jong-un. And I got to give it up to this man. Like he's still, dude, he's really... Dude, he's really got that that rap game on lock, bro. Chris Jong Un, bro. Good God. Easy money. Chris Jong Un. Now that was lit. But then he's like, I've been trying to divorce Kim since she met with Meek Mill at you know the 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 West Astoria Hotel, or whatever the fuck it was, right? Implying that they had an affair, and you know, I mean. Kim Kardashian's been known to want a, you know, a dark slab from time to time. Um, that's how she became famous, you know, was sucking off Ray J's ding-a-ling. Um, the most probably lucrative sex tape of all time. She made her whole family famous, really. Um, you know, made a couple fake billionaires, all types of shit. All types of shit, dude. Um... She, uh, she denies it. Meek Mill denies it. They met, they did meet, but apparently they, they always had someone with them. And that's important for, for that bitch. Cause she's really, she's really out in these streets, dude. She's really out in these streets. And you know, I'm talking about someone's mother right now. So that's the, that's the kind of level of respect I have for this woman is I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking about someone's mother being out in these streets. Um, the mother of a child named North fucking west so like let's just think about egos and things like this and how dangerous it could be but this dude is clearly having a mental breakdown but then you gotta think this man has a fucking album dropping soon is this a publicity stunt he's been known for a publicity stunt dude you know um Dude, he hasn't filed the paperwork in the the correct paperwork in the correct states and stuff like these. He's got no chance of actually being the United States president because all the paperwork hasn't been done. The deadlines the deadlines already been met. Um, 
And I'm, dude, you're, you're hearing it here first at the Welcome to the Potty podcast. This man's next album, his upcoming album, is going to be called The West Wing. Oh, shit, dude. That's fucking easy money, bro, to be honest. Easy money. The West Wing, dude. Think about that. That's presidential. That's presidential. Kanye West Wing, bro. Bulletproof West, the West Wing, the puns will go on. But that's really what's going on in the news is this this man, Kanye, he's either having a full-on Brental makedown. (laughs) He's either having a full-on Brenton makedown. And that sounds like, you know, that sounds like a dude that might have used to have maybe did, uh, you know, underground boxing and, and now sells real estate. Come to Brent, you know, come to Brent and make down and get the, get a low, low price. <laughs> oh. um. <laughs> yeah, but I would say, I would say the West Wing, the West Wing, this shit will be called. And it might have like the US seal on the cover. And the US seal is not, it's, you know, it's not aquatic life from the United States. It's a, you know, it's a thing that. It's a thing that closes letters or is official is an official seal on documents. That's what the US seal is. So just to clarify. Um shit, I reckon that's probably the news, man. We're at 33 minutes. 33 minutes, so I'm not really sure. Shit, I'm not really sure where to go from here, bruh. I'll just add something. I've got some personal news for you guys. Um, don't get too excited. I'm not, I'm not engaged and I'm also, I also don't have a pregnant girlfriend, but, um, you know, third to that is I got my hair redone last night and li- just like I told you guys, cause last time I went and got my hair, like you, I go to the ladies for them to, to braid the shit. I mean, I'm in here looking like Clay Sap Rocky again right now, but then I go, I go down the road and I go to this. African barber and they're, they're good in there, but there's one shit guy and I always get the shit guy. And I said, I was going to stop going and you know what? I fucking stopped. Well, I went, I went there, but it was, it was so busy that I couldn't be fucked waiting. So I came home and I, I faded myself up and let me tell you this, my, fa- I got to be honest with you. My fade game is, it's on probably a thousand, bro. I'm fucking nice with it. I'm fucking nice with it. You know, my fade game, bro. I'm thinking about, you know, starting maybe welcome to the potty barbershop or some shit, you know, clay cuts. And that's what we used to call my skills back in college. I used to cut the whole team's hair, bro. Clay cuts. C-L-A-Y-C-U-T-Z. You feel me? Oh shit, got a yard coming. No one came out of nowhere. I didn't even know that was coming, bro. Um, let's get into, uh, some, some would you rathers, bro. Hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no. All right, I got a, got a list here. Uh, and this one is from Matthew. Would you rather be at mountains or at the beach? Well, that depends, Matthew. So if I'm just like, if I'm just thinking of the view, 
both yeah actually it doesn't depend mountains all day i like the view better and i also like not being around the sand but mountains is probably colder if i'm at the beach i'm probably going tropical nice weather that's what i would enjoy but i hate sand i hate the ocean i hate being salty i hate you know the potential of being eaten by a shark stung by a jellyfish stepping on a syringe whatever you're doing at the beach so you know running into jeffrey epstein whatever whatever it is um i'd probably prefer the mountains to be honest with you thank you matt um dwight would you rather be internationally famous and loved for one year and then you're completely forgot about or have all the knowledge in the world and not be well known for one year give me that knowledge give me that fucking knowledge um let me explain that famous and loved for a year dude then you're going to get that taste. You're going to get that, that ego. It's going to, it's going to be really pouring out of you, bro. That ego is really going to be fucking, you know, really touching your dick. So you want to, you don't really want to get a hand job from, from your own ego, bro. Um, and you would be, you're probably arguing, well, when I give myself hand jobs, you know, masturbation, who's doing that i'd I'd argue this i'd argue it's not your ego bro because think about how sad (laughs) think about how sad masturbation is dude how lonely it is think about this you know if you're single and you're masturbating it's because you're not able you're not getting enough pussy if you're taken if you're in a relationship and you're masturbating is one of probably two things you're not getting enough pussy or you're kind of bored. You're kind of bored of your lady, and you try, you know you're trying to go back to the spank bank, or you're watching pornography, or whatever. So masturbation to me is a sad thing, bro. I try not to do it too much. Sometimes when it happens, I do it. You know, I I shoot I shoot it, and then uh, I feel guilty, bro, because you know you come to your senses. You come to your senses, bro. Literally, you literally come, bro, to your senses. And so when I did that, you know, that, you know, I don't like doing that. Bro. I try not to do too much of that action. Um, and, you know, I stopped following all the thoughts on Instagram. Um, like the, you know, the... Um, you know, Emily Radigowski. And I don't, you know, she's not a thought. She's just a baddie. She's just a dimey dimey. And that kind of makes you, you get that feeling in your, in your sack where you, you feel like you need to shoot somewhere. And then when you do it, you're like, fuck what I do that for, bro. So I got rid of them. But then like you're friends with girls from high school and shit still, right? And some of them have turned into that. And some of them are actual dimeys too. And it's like, do I keep following you? I feel like I'm being a bad person. This is a good person. I know this person, bro. Do I unfollow you? And I've got to be honest with you. I've unfollowed several because it's just like people are selling their soul for this gram shit. You know, these bitches are selling their soul, bro. I'm just selling coffee, beans, and t-shirts. Don't think about that. Think about that. I'm out here really selling products and you're just selling your titties. And skinny tea, dude. Let me tell you, let me be honest with you. All tea is skinny tea. If you don't put milk in that shit, tea's like zero calories, bro. 
And you're going to buy a $40 tee because some bitch with a tan and big titties told you to? Think about that. Think about that, dude. Just go get some twinings, bro. <laughs> no. No, don't get twinings. Get bung bung bean. And welcome to the potty.com slash store. Um, but yeah, knowledge is power, um, Dwight. So I'm taking that knowledge. One year of knowledge. All the knowledge. Dude, that means I'm going to be making the right investments. I'm going to be knowing things about technology, inventing things. I'm going to be doing, you know, I'll probably be teaching things on the podcast instead of talking about masturbation for eight minutes, you know? So, dude, knowledge would be lit. <laughs> and you know how much of knowledge I don't really have when I say a sentence that says like this, knowledge would be lit. Fuck's sake, dude. That's something a drunk person would say, and I'm not drunk at all. Um, would you rather listen to the song, What Does the Fox Say, on repeat for the rest of your life, or Gangnam Style? Um, I think I'd take What Does the Fox Say. Gangnam Style, I don't know what that means. <clears throat> I don't know what that means, and it is annoying. Um, and I don't like the fact that that dude made so much bread from, from being just a really honestly a sick fuck, dude. He looks sick. He looks real fucked up. He's, you know, he's real soft bodied, real pale. And he's, his dance moves garbage, dude. And what does the fuck say? He's kind of funky, bro. What does the fuck say? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Let's hold on. Let's go to YouTube real quick. And we'll have, I guarantee we'll have a little snip of a fucking ad play and just fuck the whole episode up. Um, what does the fox say? Let's check this out real quick. And see if we can get this episode flagged, you know? Oh yeah, cool ad. I fucking hate ads, dude. Let's mute that before they fucking get free advertising on the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Alright. Unmute. Oh, it's one of those ones that has a preamble. I've never actually seen this film clip. It's people dressed as animals. Dog goes woof, cat goes meow, bird goes tweet, and mouse goes squeak. I don't think I've ever heard this song. Frog goes croak, and the elephant goes toot. Is this the actual song? Because I've never heard this. This is what? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is that? <laughs> that's dope. That is actually fucking dope, dude. What? What? Hold on, let's keep listening because this I think this bit says wapa pow pow. That's legendary, dude. That's fucking legendary, and I'm you know, I'm sorry that I've never heard that song. I must have only just heard the fox bit. Fuck, dude. That's lit. That is lit. Um, so to be honest, who was it? Who said this one? Was that was that Dwight? Uh, no, this was Marshall. I don't believe it. But um, 
What does the fox say, dude? Without question. Without fucking question. All right. Uh, from Jackie. Would you rather have the ability to heal yourself and others? That's sickness and illness. Or the ability to fly with super strength. Give me that heal, dude. Give me that heal. Give me that fucking heal. My dad's just in recovery at the moment from uh, prostate cancer surgery. Got his prostate removed. And he's, you know, he wouldn't have had to go through surgery if I've got healing powers. I'd give him that. I'd give him that magic touch, dude. Got a friend going through chemo at the moment. He's had bowel, you know, bowel cancer surgery. He's going through chemo. I would have just given him that touch, dude. And that's not, you know, that's no homo, dude. Because I'm guessing I can just like touch him on their head or something. I don't need like, you know, I don't need to finger his asshole or my dad's asshole or anything to. <laughs> to fucking heal them, you know? Maybe like maybe I like have to pat my dad on the on the butt or like touch touch my friend's belly, you know? But I don't need to insert my, you know, my digit. Or nothing like that, you know? But you didn't say that. That's just me being a sicko and that's where my mind went. So my you really really my posture's really looking fucked up right now and I'm looking like a number 6, but that's all good. That's all good, dude. Um, who's next? That was Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Um, and this one is from... Where is it? Ben. Would you, would you rather be with your true love but never have sex? Or have sex but never be able to love or feel love? Um, now I think I've told you guys the difference between light skin niggas and dark skin niggas before and light skins are typically a little bit more emotional. It's, uh, you know, it's a stereotype, but I'm, I've no problem being stereotyped in that way. I mean, I don't really want to be racially profiled and get pulled over by police and beat down, but, um, I would say, I would say, give me that love, dude. Give me that love and never have sex. And then I'll just have a guilty masturbation for the rest of my life, you know? Um, have sex. Sex and never feel love, dude. That gets real empty. And the sex, the sex ends up, you know, sex ends up being sex. You know, I've gone, I went for, you know, savage, savage periods of my life where I'm just, you know, I'm trying to get my numbers up and shit like that. And it gets, um, you lose sight, dude. I lost sight. I'm 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 sitting there talking to the boys, talking about you know what number I'm at, and that's what I'm more proud of than you know the you know the girl that I actually got with or whatever. Like I wasn't wasn't excited about the sex anymore per se. Sometimes and sometimes you know you end up just doing it with fucking dogs, dude. To be honest, that's happened. There's a couple of you know there's a couple of fucking real animals that I've, you know, really, yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> Christ, this episode has been brought to you by, um, you know, Tiger Woods. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on as quickly as possible. Um, and this one's from another guy named Matt. 
There's a lot of mats out there, to be honest. Um, would you rather get $10 million now or, th- you know, oh, I'm tired of those ones. You got, you guys obviously don't listen to the show. People always give me that shit. Would you rather get $10 million now or ten or $1,000 each day for the rest of your life? Um, $1,000 a day was that seven grand a week, which ends up being, let's say 28 grand a month. What's 28 times 12? Uh, let's go 28 times 10 is 280. Um, fuck. My brain just... I think I think the thousand dollars a day would end up being more than ten million over your life, right? Um, hold on, let's let's go calculator. Um, oh, dude, I could have just gone three hundred sixty-five times a thousand, couldn't I? So that would have been three hundred sixty-five thousand. Uh, so how many years would it take to get to 10 million? So let's go 10, uh, million divided by 365,000, right? Equals 27 years. Starting now I'm 30. So by the time I'm, by the time I'm 57, I would have accumulated 10 milli, but I would have spent a chunk of it, you know, like... But if I'm getting a thousand dollars a day, I can do fifty-seven. If you know, if I'm lucky enough to live to you know seventy or eighty, I'm really making way more than ten milli. And that's math. That's basic math, Matt. Um, if I get ten milli now, I'm still set for the rest of my life, though. You understand that as well, so. But if I'm only, if I'm making a thousand dollars, I'm assuming that's not from work. It just says get. Would you rather get ten million dollars now or each day for the rest of your life? I'll take, dude. I'll take the thousand a day. Yeah, I take the thousand a day. Um, I don't know if I get invoices or anything like that. I don't know if I can, um, you know, go to the bank and, um, you know, get a mortgage or whatever. But I would just. If I wanted a house that bad, I'd just say. But if I'm getting a, a grand a day, I could, I could rent a lit property and just and live pretty good still, you know. And I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sometimes I don't even know if I did the math right. You know, who fucking knows? I'm not. You know, I'm not a fucking. You know, I'm a doctor. I'm not a mathematician. You know. Um. Would you rather? Would you rather have? Your current or future child play Minecraft or Fortnite and why? And that's from Charlie. And the only reason I'm going to answer this is actually because your name's Charlie and you could be Rachel's brother, but um, that's a shit question, to be honest. But um, Fortnite, because I, I seem to understand... I don't understand Minecraft, really. And I, I hate both. I hate Fortnite. I hate that game. I've played it and I didn't like it. So... Um, I guess I guess that's a sh- that sucks. I would rather my child um, fucking ride a bike, to be honest. Um, what sense would you want to give up? And that's not a really a would you rather. And this is from another Ben. Jesus Christ. What sense would you rather? Would you want to give up? 
Well, well, none. The answer to that is none. And because you didn't say, would you rather? That's the answer I'm going to fucking give you, Ben. You know? None. I'd rather keep all these shits, dude. Touch, taste, sight, sound, smell. I guess smell. I guess it would be smell or taste. I like touch. I like touch. Um... Um, I like, I love food, dude, but if I couldn't taste, then maybe, you know, maybe I'll just eat salads and get, you know, get skinnier or I could just eat the cheapest food ever. And it just, you know, wouldn't matter because it's all tastes the same, you know, just buy a fucking can of chickpeas and down that motherfucker and be like, you know, that's, that was easy money. I don't know. Taste or smell. I would get rid of. Next time, if you send in a would you rather, make it a would you rather, motherfucker. And um, we'll end on that. We'll end on that stupid question because now I don't have faith that anybody actually fucking knows what's going on around here. Um, what what are we at? 53 minutes. Shit. Did I just do 20 minutes of would you rathers? Dude, I just black out in the booth, really. I, I don't even remember really what I've talked about other than masturbation on this episode. Um... Um, do we have advice here? I think we do. So, um, let's, let's play that advice shit. We need to move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Um, now this is a weird one. This one's coming in from, hold on, let's lower this. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm 14. They don't do it to my young. Oh, sorry, I didn't read the, the heading. How can I ask my parents to stop slapping my butt? I'm 14. They don't do it to my younger brother. Every time I walk up the stairs or I'm laying down on my stomach, I get my ass slapped. Fuck. It's annoying and makes me wildly uncomfortable. How can I ask them to stop fucking doing it? Um, I would probably just say like, Hey, are you, are you guys fucking insane? What are you doing? You know, what the fuck? What are you doing? I'm a 14 year old. You didn't say if you're a boy or girl either. I would. Yeah. That'd be nice to hear if you, whether you're a boy or a girl. Um, do you, other than that, do you get along with your parents? Do you feel like you can communicate with them? Um, is there one that you're more comfortable with than the other? Sometimes you can feel like, you know, if you're going to ask your parents, if you can have, you know, Daniel sleep over, would you, you you would probably always go to dad, you know, or whatever, like whatever one you think you can talk to more. So if you're more comfortable with one, maybe go talk to them. Just be like, hey, dad, what the fuck, man? Don't touch my butt. I'm 14 and you're, you, you're really creeping me out. This is some real pedo shit, you know? Say something like that. Um, if you If you do have that kind of relationship, just make it simple. You don't need to call them a pedo, but just be like, hey, listen, man. 
I don't like that shit. I want you to stop it. Um, tell the more the one you're more comfortable with first. If you're comfortable equally, sit them both down. Be like, hey, I'm I'm not trying to make a big deal out of this shit, but it makes me uncomfortable. We gotta cut this shit out. All right, you know. If it's one, talk to one and tell them to pass it on to the other one. If you're not good at talking to them, do you have a grandparent that you can be like, hey, hey, pa, pa. you know, your fucking daughter is slapping my ass, right? My mother. Get that, get that bitch in line or something like that. You could say, um, you could write a, a, a letter, a threatening letter. Like you could cut, you could cut, um, letters out of a magazine and stick them, like create your words out of those letters, stick them on, you know, a piece of paper, like a ransom letter, maybe put some blood on it and say, you know, next time I get slapped on the ass, you know, someone someone's losing a thumb or some shit like that. That would be pretty dope. You could do that. Um, yeah, but it's not, it's, it's not okay. And regardless if they're trying to abuse you or whatever, I don't think they are, but if it makes you feel uncomfortable, it's not okay. And you need to explore, um, uh, I wonder if you're a boy or a girl. That's that's really what I'm. If you're a, you're 14, I feel like you. Know, I do honestly. I don't know if this is sexist. I do feel like you're a girl. I feel like a 14 year old boy would be like, "Hey, fuck off, man." I feel like you might be a 14 year old girl, and you you know you're around creepy kids at school and shit, maybe, and you got a bit of a fear or something as well. Just yeah, you got to chat to one of them, and if you if you are a girl, maybe speak to your mother, and she'll I think she'll understand it more. And yeah, man, that's that's really that's really it. Oh shit! Thank you for uh, writing in. Um, you didn't leave a name or yeah, your gender. That's that's hard. Let's uh, let's see what we got here. And this is from Monica, another lady, or maybe the first lady. I'm not sure about the first one, but Monica, when people like me back, I stop liking them. How do I prevent myself from ruining potential meaningful relationships with others? I'm 17 year old female. This happens for me both romantically and with friendships. As for romantically, I've had several crushes, but whenever they tell me they like me back or even show signs of it, I get withdrawn. It's like when I like them, I create this illusion of them in my head. And then when they start showing signs of reciprocation, that mirage dissolved and I see them for who they really are, which is always someone that makes me lose feelings. <laughs> As for friendships, when friends show that they like me too much or are relying too much on me, it scares me and makes me a bit fearful. That's the closest emotion I can think of. I don't know why this is and I don't know how to solve it. Um... I think it's pretty normal. I think it's pretty normal. Like I, I, especially when I was young, I would, you know, maybe develop feelings or more lust, more like lust, not love or anything like that. But I would, I would enjoy the chase, you know? And then I'd, 
you know, I'd get this girl, right? Even in my like early 20s, when I still wasn't really ready for a proper relationship, um, I, yeah, I would get the chase and I'd start seeing somebody, you know, do, we'd start doing sleepovers and I'd be like, nah, I'm over it, you know? I think it's normal maybe, unless I'm sick. I'm in a pretty meaningful relationship now though, but I'm 30. You're 17. So who gives a fuck? But I guess you're saying this happens in friendships too, which I do understand as well. Um, Let me tell you this. When you're 17, the romantic stuff doesn't matter, bro. All right? I didn't meet... I didn't meet Rachel till I was 28, no, 27, I think. And, um, dude, if we broke up right now, I'd still have plenty of time, you know? I don't, you know, sometimes people put clocks on themselves and I've, I've been guilty of doing it. You know, I've got friends buying houses and shit and I'm like, oh, fuck, you know? Like, I'm not there. I'm not even close, to be honest. My, you know, my savings isn't really like that. When I save up, I just want to do holidays, you know? that, And that's, you know, that's what makes me happy, you know? And I'm happy, I'm happy doing rent. You know, paying, paying for space. And that's all buying is, except you just pay it, you know, they, they make you feel like you own the place. But you still got to pay land tax and all this fucking other shit. You don't really, you don't ever actually own the property because somehow they make you, you can own a property outright and you're still paying council rates and land tax and all types of wild shit, dude. You know, and that's, that's something that I really makes me toss up. It makes me toss that shit up. Really does. Um, Oh, anyway, so I just made that about myself. Um, yeah, so I think it's pretty normal. The chase, the chase for me, that's what I loved, dude. That's what I loved. And that's what you got to watch out for when you're in a, um, when you're in a relationship is sometimes someone will give you a sniff, right? And you'll be like, fuck, could I, you know, could I, could I bag that? And you have to be happy with never knowing. You know, or you can just tell your ego, yeah, I could, I could, if I wanted to, you know, you got to do that sometimes, but once it starts getting easy for you, once it starts getting easy, um, your mind will move on to something else. Uh, we as human beings want what we can't have materialistically, romantically, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, we want what we can't have. You know, you might want a fucking Ferrari and when you get one, you want a fucking Bugatti. And when you get one, you want a fucking Rolls Royce. And when you get one, you want an Aston Martin. You know, you get one, you want a fucking jet, you know? When you get one, you want, you want a fucking you know, hotel. You want to own a hotel. You just... Nothing's ever good enough, man. Jeff Bezos, 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 Jeff, Jeffy B from Amazon. Um, you know, his worth is just stupid money, right? 
I saw something the other day that said he made 13 billion in a day, but he didn't. It was it was just what his what his investments and everything was worth on that day. Okay, he's he's not liquid. Okay, um, and if you know if if worse come to worse, he could fucking lose everything because of that. But um, he, dude, he he could solve if he was liquid which he's not, you know, he could buy, he could buy like all the sports teams. He could, he could fucking, um, solve world hunger in an instant. He's got too much money to spend. It's unrestricted capitalism, right? And the the mere fact that it's unrestricted is that he just wants, you know, these people want more and more. You always want what you don't have. I've got a trillion dollars. I want $2 trillion. I want five trillion dollars. I want a spaceship. I want to live on Mars. You know, and that's dude. That's what am I fucking talking about? It just affects us differently. Wanting what we can't have. I would say you need some type of mentor or a strong impressionable woman. Maybe your mother. Maybe your grandmother. Maybe a friend's mother. Maybe a teacher. Someone that can. You know, you're a, you know, if you're a straight woman, maybe you need to be with an older man that's got more experience that can play the game better than you can. And then you, you go in there, you know, you're 17, you go, you get with like a 20, well, you're 17. So that's like illegal, right? I don't know what's legal. But you get with an older gentleman that can play the game better than you and bang, bang. All of a sudden, all you can do is chase. And then this motherfucker's getting bored of you. Like, bitch, leave me alone. You know? And then you're like, fuck, this guy hates me. I need to figure this out. It's like a puzzle piece. You know? And you just got to pray that that motherfucker doesn't run away. Isn't, isn't on the same level as you are. And you know, men are usually on a lower level. Um, emotionally. So if you're with like a 25 year old man, he's usually still acting like a 16 year old boy. Um, anyway, did I give you advice just then? My advice is, is normal. It's normal. Uh, as far as friendships go, I get it. Um, especially if you're 17, you don't really want too much responsibility. If people are relying on you, it's like, fuck off, man. I'm 17. I'm still relying on my parents and shit. I, I don't, you know, I can't provide. I get it, man. It's just, it's just normal. It's normal. Um, I don't know if it's if it's really to a, a thing where you don't have any friends and shit. Doesn't sound like that. It just, I don't know. Maybe you got to see a therapist. But I think I think it's all normal, really. Seventeen-year-olds are fickle as fuck, anyway. I have friends when I was 17 that I don't talk to anymore, but I also do have friends that I was 17 and I I always talk to, you know? Lots of friends, actually. Lots of friends. Because I didn't run away from them because I wasn't scared of, you know, friendships. But, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You'll learn. You'll learn. If you don't want a real friendship, all you're going to have is superficial friendships. And eventually that's not going to be enough for you 
to be honest. It just won't. Won't be enough. This is a long episode of the Welcome to the Party podcast. Just about need another um, bung bung bean. But um, I think... Shit, we're, we're pretty deep in the game here. So let's uh, let's get into close reviews. Comedy, action, or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's Reviews. All right, Netflix. Um, I watched this show called Dead to Me. Um, Christina Applegate and, oh, tip of the tongue, tip of the tongue. What's her fucking name? Um, not Lisa Lampanelli. Uh, uh, Linda, Linda Cardinelli. Cardellini, Linda Cardellini, something like that. I think she was in Freaks and Geeks, maybe. Fuck, was she known? Um, was she in Freaks and Geeks? Fuck, I forget. Was she in um that summer camp one? What was that called? Um, American. American Summer or whatever. What was that shit called? Um, Wet Hot American Summer. I don't even know if that's the same chick. Uh, I think it's Linda Cardinelli anyway, but Dead to Me stars those two ladies. Um, it's kind of like this, this powerful friendship that develops... Um, between, you know, Christina Applegate, who's this tightly wound woman who it sounds like she was tightly wound before her husband died, but he died and she really, um, she really is, she's a real cunt about it to everyone. Um, and then this, this other one, Linda Cardellini, Cardinelli, what is it? I don't remember. Um, she, she's like this free spirit, like really super positive, kind of like, you know, those people that's annoyingly positive. She's like that, but she's got a big secret, my friends. And it's all this fucking dude. It is all intertwined and shit. There's two seasons of it on Netflix. Surely there's a season three coming. There's a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of season two. Um, it gets a bit much like, I don't, yeah, I don't want to say too much, but it gets a bit, to a point where it's like unbelievable. Um, uh, the se- you know, the secrets and stuff should be out and people should know and people should be punished. But um, dude, it was nice. It was nice. It was annoying. It was, yeah, there was a lot of ups and downs and shit. It was, I liked, it was nice to watch. It was like good, good on the old uh, peepers. Um, I'm not talking about bodies. I'm just talking about aesthetically, um, the way it was shot, it was nice. It was easy, um, smooth, fucking HD as fuck. Um, Christina Applegate, um, her character had a double mastectomy and so did she in real life. So I guess they just like put that in there. So that's, that's a fun fact. Um, that was a seven out of 10, dude. Just, you know, your average little seven. That was your little seven in there dead to me on netflix beach bum also on netflix snoop dog um 
I, I, is it Isla Fisher? Yeah, I think it's her. Yeah, it's not Amy Adams. I get redheads mixed up sometimes. They'll look the same to me. <laughs> I can say that. My best friend's a redhead. Um, uh, and, and my man, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey? McConaughey. I'm not doing good with actors today. Um, dude, I don't know what happened in that movie. I don't think anything happened. There was bits of it that made me crack up laughing. And then, uh, and then I would stop laughing and then I'd be like, what? Wait, what happened? Martin Lawrence is a small part. Anyway, it was, yeah, not much. I remember when I saw the, um, you know, pictures got leaked of it being filmed and stuff. I was like, fuck, I need to see that. It's going to be sick. You do not need to see it. Need is a very strong word. Um, this film was nothing. Uh, 5.5 out of 10. And I don't really do that to McConaughey. McConaughey. You know, I don't really do that to him too much. But that's a 5.5. I watched Sex Tape. Cameron Diaz and um, Jason Siegel. Fuck, I mean, this is a long episode. I've been talking. I just need a little water here. Cameron Diaz and Jason Siegel, right? Um, they... Their, their relationship was basically founded on sex. All they would do is have sex and have erections and things like that in college. And then they got married and had kids and then their sex life dropped off and they were looking for something different so they could have sex. Bang, sex tape. Let's get the kids getting, getting uh, you know, let's have the kids um, uh, get babysat, get babysat. Let's have the kids get babysat and we'll do sex tape. And then he, he shares it on the cloud and everyone gets it and they've got to get it back. Um, very dumb. Dude, and I've got to be honest with you. I, I used to think Cameron Diaz was like the... The... Um, what's it called? Like... Movie star actress of her generation but she's only in shit movies she's like sort of like Kate Hudson or just all rom-coms and like shitty film like nothing of substance but that's fine get that fucking paycheck hey you want to put me in 25 rom-coms and give me Cameron Diaz money I'm in there bro honestly I'll do it I've got no disrespect for that woman and she's Dude, I don't know how old she is. She's looked the same since she was, you know, 22. She's got a good surgeon, honestly. That cannot be genes. That cannot be genetic. Anyway, that movie, 5 out of 10. Do we... And now I've got a couple. Because, uh, you know, we launched the Bung Bung Bean this week. I've been like, hey, Rachel, watch whatever you want. Because I've got to do some, you know, I've got to do some extra work here. Um, so there's a couple of series that have been played out here that I had no say in, but I watched in the background. Um, and one of them is Indian matchmaker, bro. And that's on Netflix. Um, and it's about, it's about this woman. Well, it's, it's really just reality TV and it's just trying to set people up. Indians. Indians just trying to set them up with other Indians 
so people go to this matchmaker. That's her whole job is matchmaking, bro. And she doesn't even use a laptop. She, she's got like Excel spreadsheets printed out and she writes in them by hand, which is just wild to me because she's got a smartphone. So she's not like computer illiterate, but that was maybe the one thing that stuck out to me, to be honest. But, um, yeah, she gets their preferences. Oh, I want them to be, you know, at least five, eight, you know, which is pretty short for a man, but, um, I want him to be five, eight. I want him to have a good job. I want him to be funny. Um, and I want him to be from my area of India or my area of descent. So some of them are American Indians. Sorry, that sounds like, um, you know, um, that sounds like Native Americans, but I mean, they're American, Americans with fa- like that is their families from India. Jesus Christ. See, now it's hard to say American Indians, you know, cause you would say like Asian American or maybe I say Indian American then. Okay. Sorry. Let's move on. Um, anyway, so she, yeah, she sets these people up. Some of them, she mixes and matches like, oh, she, he'll get along with, or with her. Oh, they didn't get along. But now that I've seen that interaction, I actually think he'll get along with her. And he just fucking ch- like throws them around all over the place and shuffles them. And, um, yeah, man, that was, that was a weird one, um, to watch. I uh, didn't care for it. It wasn't too interesting. I did learn that Indian marriages, dude, is more than just the, the union of love or whatever. It's the two families together. There's some cash. There's some, there's a financial stake. Um, so that's, that's something I learned, but five out of 10 for that bullshit. Um, and then this other one called Say I Do, and I think it's by the makers of Queer Eye. So you know it's a heartstrings, but it's surprise weddings. Surprise weddings where sometimes the person thinks that, you know, they're going to... I don't know. He just does dream weddings. It's a group of gay guys that do weddings for people that's not only gay people. You know, there was... Most of them actually weren't gay people, but there was a gay one at the end, which was very you know, emotional, everyone's crying and all that type of shit. It was heavy, but, um, say I do, man. Uh, I don't know if, dude, I know gay people can be sensitive, bro. And they they got the most sensitive dudes that made everything about themselves, you know? So this gay wedding at the end, it's a gay wedding, right? And then, um, it's just this beautiful thing. And then this guy starts crying about like how, his family doesn't accept that he's gay. And it's like, dude, this isn't about you right now. Let's be celebrating these people's marriage, you know? And that's what, like, they were kind of, I don't know. It, I don't know. You know, I wasn't paying full attention, but from what I watched, it looked like these cats really were maybe self, self-involved self a little bit. But says the guy that's just fucking talking to himself for an hour and 20 minutes, you know? So who who can really... Who can really fucking blame them? Dude, six out of 10 for Say I Do. All on Netflix. That's Welcome to the Potty. Clay's Reviews. Um, you can you can follow me on um, Clay McMath Comedy on Instagram to see all my, uh, all my, Instagra- all my reviews on Instagram. Um, anyway, that's it. That's it for the day. I'm fucking signing off. This is a long episode. We'll call it a little bonus for you guys. Um, you know, when you got that bung bung bean flowing for you through your bloodstream, it's, it's easy to just fucking to really get going. So I'm going to go do some gardening, hang out with my dog, 
um, you know, do, do housework. Um, you know what to do, man. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Welcome to the party on everything. Rate and review the show, please. Five, five stars. It really helps. It helps us climb the charts, helps us be seen. So if you haven't rated the show, um, please rate five stars. Um, hit the share button on everything. I'm trying to grow this thing, man. Just hit the fucking share button. Hit the fucking share button. Hit, hit like, hit the double tap, you know? Tag a friend. Do what you got to do to fucking spread the word, man. I don't ask you guys for much. Um, and what else, man? Uh, yeah, the store. The store. Welcome to the potty.com slash store. T-shirts, coffee. Drink it up, man. I love you guys. Thank you for being here with me as always. Um, don't forget to love yourselves. This is Welcome to the Potty. And as always... Bum bum. Baby, welcome to. Baby, welcome to.